Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. It's time to talk all things Dirty Birds. It's Falcons Flyover. With John Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 21 days until the veterans report to Flowery Branch and our extensive coverage of AT&T training camp right here on Sports Radio Game on the flagship station of the Atlanta Falcons radio network. John Fricky in for John Chuckery tonight from the Northern Kia Studios on Sports Radio 92 on the game. And we are live and we are with you at 404-726-0929. And as we get to... to uh, our discussion tonight, the way that, that I do shows, a couple of things I think I want you to know. Number one is we can disagree, just don't be disagreeable. I mean, we can disagree. If you don't agree with me, that's fine. Uh, just don't be dis- disagreeable about it. You have your opinion, I have mine. We're guys sitting around a bar. We're sharing a beer, all right, or two or three, all right? We're sharing a bu- uh, well, no, I guess nobody drinks that no more. Uh, a yingle- what do people drink beer now? Are they drinking Yingling? Are they drinking Modelo? I, I, you know, I don't know. Modelo has seemed Sorry, to be kind of the uh, uh, rising, rising star, I guess you would say, when it comes to the beer. I've kind of mm, laid okay. off my um, beer drinking personally. Yeah, I, I don't drink a whole lot of beer. It doesn't mean I don't like beer. I just don't drink a whole lot of it. I mean, yeah, I'm usually same. this time of the night. I, I'm usually into you know, good old glass of you know. Of Syrah or Malbec or something like that, and kind of coasting. But uh, so I just don't drink a whole lot of beer, and it's just I just never have. Um, so I, I'll drink a little brown liquor and I'll drink a little wine. And you know, beer was never my thing. Um, was when I was like sixteen and going to keggers, and then I, every time I got sick, it was on beer when I was a kid. You know, so maybe <laughs> maybe that's it because <laughs> you don't know how to hold your alcohol when you're eighteen. Because when I was eighteen, it was illegal to drink in Georgia. Okay. I could drink when I was 18 in Georgia. Uh, I could go to the bar. Ain't no problem with that. Uh, not no more. Uh, 21 now, as you know. Uh, so, um, And it wasn't really very long after I turned 18 where they changed the law. I think they changed the law like in 19, probably like 1980, 1981. Uh, if you want to be part of the program, 404-726-0929. So, two, two rules here. One, we can talk about, you know, whatever you want to talk about. Uh, the floor is always yours. Uh, don't be disagreeable, but we can disagree and if I'm talking about football, you could talk about football. Or if you want to ask a question about the Braves or the Hawks, you're welcome to do that too. And every team, I know that a lot of, a lot of times, so I'm invoking my weekend rules here. 
a lot of times, well, I'll have uh, listeners to this particular radio station, you know, being the flagship of the Hawks and United and, of course, the Falcons and being in Atlanta, they say to us, hey, listen, you spend way too much time talking about the Falcons and the Hawks and Georgia and whatever. Uh, you don't spend enough time in the Braves. You don't spend enough time talking about or you don't ever talk about my team. Well, we just went down some of the SEC teams a little bit with Jonathan Williams in the previous segment. But if your team is a Big Ten team and you want to talk a little bit about them, you're always welcome. I don't want you to think that just because I happen to be talking about this that you're not welcome to call in and say, hey, John, I got a question or kind of wondering how you view this or, you know, let's uh, let's uh, chop this up a little bit and, uh, you know, figure out my team here. And I'll be happy to share that with you. Again, we're just guys sitting around a bar, all right? Uh, so, Day Day, uh, here it is. And I'm curious, this is a question that I will ask of all of you, and I will ask it of Day Day as well. Sportsline has put out Vegas lines, uh, Vegas odds lines here for the NFC uh, playoffs. And it's basically broken down into, in Vegas, into what I categorized because it was pretty clear the, that there were four separate categories that they had achieved because the lines jumped from one block to another. And so these four blocks, I put them into uh, this category. Uh, the four categories are lock, looks likely for the playoffs, could happen for the playoffs and not going to happen. All right, so there are four teams in not going to happen. Now, I'm curious from all of you, as I go through this list and you hear what Vegas is saying about making the playoffs in the NFC, whether you agree or disagree with this, most notably if you think that, that Vegas has it wrong, there are four teams that Vegas is saying it's just not going to happen. They're not going to make the playoffs. Those four teams in the NFC are the Los Angeles Rams, the Washington Commanders, the Arizona Cardinals, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, Baker Mayfield's out there talking about, but he's talking pretty big. You know, I mean, preseason, everybody's champion. And he's talking about, hey, uh, you know, I, I was the number one pick at one time, and I, I think I'm still pretty good, so and I think everybody's going to like me down here. You, you are going to like me, right? I mean, that's kind of what he's saying. Um, but those four teams, not going to happen. The Rams, the Commanders, the Buccaneers, the Cardinals, it is over before it begins, according to Las Vegas. On the teams that it could happen for, not likely, but it could. The New York Giants, the Chicago Bears – the Green Bay Packers, and the Carolina Panthers. In the category of looks likely, the Detroit Lions, the Seattle Seahawks, the Minnesota Vikings, and, of course, your Atlanta Falcons, looks likely. And then three locks, the 49ers, 49ers, the Eagles, and the Dallas Cowboys. All right. That's how they break it down here. I actually have some I, some observations about this list that I'm not I'm not sure that the certain teams fit into certain categories. I I don't know that you could say it's it could happen with the Green Bay Packers. I'm not sure. I I don't know where they're going to go. I mean, you could, I guess, in theory, because I don't know exactly how good Jordan Love could be. Great, and I just we haven't seen it. But if he's really if he's like you know Trey Lance, Malik Willis, if he, he Baker Mayfield, if he's not no good. That Packers team, they're a four-win team. But we'll find out real fast because guess who the uh, Atlanta Falcons play in week two at Mercedes-Benz Stadium? Oh, yeah, Cheeseheads. 
So uh, it could happen for the Chicago Bears. I think the Bears ought to be almost in the looks likely. I, I'm I'm going to be one of those two teams. Now they got the Lions and the and the Vikings as the top when they say it looks likely in Vegas as the top two finishers in some order in the NFC North. I might be in the vast minority here that the Chicago Bears could take a huge leap up. I, I but then again, you're talking to somebody who really likes Justin Fields a lot and thinks that if Justin Fields were on a much far better football team, you would have a wildly different view of how good Justin Fields is. Uh, if he were on a team that had supporting cast, you would have a wildly different view about how, how good this young man is. Uh, in the looks likely, um, okay, the Seahawks, that, that's kind of an interesting one, I guess because, you know, that West out there has the Rams and Cardinals, and they're both projected to be really bad. Cardinals could be really bad. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see if the Rams uh, – I think the most fascinating thing about the Rams might be, and I'll get back to the Seahawks in a moment, is would they consider doing Matt Stafford and Aaron Donald right? And if they are two and seven or two and eight or something, and we get towards that trade deadline, that they jettison both of those guys and let them go someplace else. And what makes that intriguing, of course, is that that might make Stetson Bennett the starter. And I am really keenly interested to see, even though he'd be on a bad team, uh, what he might be able to do as a starting quarterback in the NFL. As for the Seahawks, yeah, they're a pretty good team, but we're asking Geno Smith to do that again? Mm, okay, all right, all right, that's what we're asking. All right. Minnesota Vikings went 13-3 and last year because they went 12-1 and in one-score games. 12-1. and Falcons went 5-8. and If the Falcons had gone 8-5 and instead of 5-8, and guess what? Falcons would have won 10. If the Vikings had gone 8 you know, eight and five instead of twelve and one. The Vikings would have won nine. So it's all about winning one score games, and they won an awful lot of one score games. I mean, twelve and one. So they're kind of always like, is there really that big a difference between the Minnesota Vikings last year and the Atlanta Falcons last year? No, it's probably a one score game, and this Atlanta Falcons team just got a lot better. So I'm, I I don't know if I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan. I'm kind of going, okay, check myself here because this is going to be this is going to be a fist fight here. As for the locks, the 49ers and the Eagles, I have no problem with. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Brock Purdy locks down the quarterbacking spot for the 49ers. Uh, Eagles are far and away the best team on paper in the in the NFC. The Cowboys, I still don't know. I Look, I love their defense, and yeah, that's Coach Bro. I get it. But I, Mike McCarthy is under a little bit of stress out there. And unless Dak Prescott actually – I don't ever know what to make of Dak Prescott. I've said for a long time that Jerry Jones sees something in him I don't. And I'll go back to something I just mentioned. If you offered me Dak Prescott or Justin Fields, I'm taking Fields. I'm taking upside of that guy because I know the downside of the other guy. So, I, I don't know. But he, he's liked and loved Dak far more than I have. Maybe Dak has that final kind of breakout season. I mean, Dak's a good quarterback, but, but damn, does he make bad decisions at times with the football. Oof, my God. Oh, it would drive me insane to be a Cowboys fan watching him play. Just drive you just literally nuts. Anyway, 404-726-0929. We have the whole hour now and the rest of the night here to talk football with you, and we can talk about your team, any team. How do you feel about this list? Do you think I, I'm totally wrong and I'm missing it, that the Packers are actually going to be the division champions in the NFC North, that you really like what they've got going over there? 
Uh, you, that would just be, again, a case where we disagree, only to the degree that I'm going to bet on the downside of Jordan Love. But you may be able to bet on the upside of him and say that Jordan Love is going to turn into somebody really good, or they're going to go out and get Teddy Bridgewater or something and, and, and make a run at, uh, at uh, somebody who can come in and you know, lead this team. Um, but I, I haven't seen much of Jordan Love that says to me he's going to be a really solid NFL quarterback. And then, of course, I guess turn about being fair play. You could say the same thing about Desmond Ritter. But I've seen Desmond Ritter in person up close and a lot. I've only seen Jordan Love play on TV a couple of times, okay? So if you've seen him and you know more about him and you say, yeah, I think you're missing the fact he's a great team leader and all that kind of stuff, that he's going to lead us to the promised land, okay. But in that division, is Jordan Love the worst quarterback, starting quarterback? Yeah, and it's not even close. I think the I personally think Justin Fields is the best. I think he's better than Kirk Cousins, uh, though I undersell Jared Goff sometimes as well. You know, I, Jared Goff is such an interesting player to me. I've never really been a big fan of his. Dude just wins. He just goes. He just goes and wins. And so you know, hey, listen, I credit to him. So I, I think he's a good quarterback. He's not great, but he's good. And dude wins. He's sort of like I think how um, you know. Other fans would have viewed Stetson Bennett in a way. I mean, he doesn't ever do anything that sets the world on fire. He just goes out there. He doesn't – see, Jared Goff doesn't make a lot of mistakes. That's the thing. That's the difference. He's a pretty careful quarterback. 404-726-0929. Chip gets to go first here with John Fricke on Sports Radio 92 in the game. Hey, Chip. Hey, how you doing today? Good, man. Hey, well, what I wanted to talk about, first of all, two things. First, I agree with you about Justin Fields. And I want to get your thoughts about it after I hang up and why the Falcons didn't go ahead and get him while Matt Ryan was there. But uh, that was one thing. And for you saying we can talk about anything, it would probably be my Yellow Jackets. I want to get your opinion on about them. I mean, they hadn't had success since Donny Davis or Eddie Leary. Kind of want to, you know, get your idea on what you think they may be headed. Enjoy the show. Well, I appreciate it, Chip. I think Georgia Tech made the right hire in Brent Key. I was one of those that was kind of beating the drum for them, and I think Jay Bat did the right thing. Really good for the program, I think. You know, he's he's a jacket, and getting Haynes King in here to give Zach Pyron a run for his money, and we'll have a nice quarterback battle in Georgia Tech camp, and getting Dominic Blaylock to transfer in. There are a lot of really good weapons on the Georgia Tech team. It's that team that lost Jeff Sims and Jameer Gibbs. And, of course, you saw what Jameer did at Alabama, and you're about to see what Jeff Sims is going to do at Nebraska. He looks really good. and uh, But, you know, it's not for lack of talent. They, they struggled in blocking, uh, you know, in terms of offensive line and putting things together. The, the program just needed a new voice, and it needed a new direction. And we saw it in the late stages of last year. And I think that this team this year, if I'm a Tech fan, I think 6-6 six and six is doable. I really do. I think 6-6 six and six is doable. The long-term projection for Georgia Tech is to recruit better in Atlanta, start with that, and then concern yourself a little bit about what the future of the ACC is. You know, Where do you fall in all this? Now, that's not for the football team to worry about. That's for the uh, athletic director to worry about. But as a Tech fan, you got to cast a bit of a wary eye here. Is the ACC going to get raided again? And remember, this would be again because the ACC has been raided before. Maryland was in the ACC. Anybody forget that? Now where are they? Uh huh. They're in the Big Ten. So you could talk to me about Granarites and all that kind of stuff, but we hear too much chatter about Clemson and Florida State and Big Ten and SEC and North Carolina and Virginia and you know and 
you know, Notre Dame now with, you know, are they going to stay and kind of be a quasi-ACC member? Or are they actually going to go to the Big Ten? Uh, so, uh, well, they're Notre Dame, truth be told, is an ACC member, except not football. Um, but so I don't know. The future of the conference is something that I'm that unfortunately in this in this day and age, you know, Georgia Tech's got to kind of look at that. You, you circle back and wind the clock back 10 years ago. There was chatter about Georgia Tech going to the Big Ten then. 10, 12 years ago, and the Big Ten wanted to get a foothold in Atlanta when they were kind of thinking first about, you know, after they had done the Penn State deal and they started looking around to Maryland and Rutgers and eventually, of course, they invite Nebraska in, and uh, they were looking at Georgia Tech. And if Georgia Tech actually had had an offer 10 or 12 years ago and turned them down, it would be like, ah, man, what were you thinking? Really? Man, you should have taken that. You should have gone to the Big Ten. And the Big Ten wanted to be in Atlanta. They wanted that marquee team in Atlanta. And Georgia Tech has that in its quiver when it comes to potentially going back to the Big Ten and saying, hey, you want to be in Atlanta? We're it. Uh, so I don't, I don't know that that's a, a case. I just don't have any idea what's going to happen to the ACC moving forward. I know I know the, the Pac-12 is dead. The Pac-12 is about to implode and go bye-bye. Uh, any other team on this list that you are – I'd be interested to talk to some fans of some of the teams out here and what your expectations are for this season – based on what Vegas is saying about your year. 404-726-0929. John Fricke on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
From the Northern Kia Studios on a warm Wednesday night, it is uh, smelling more like football when we get down to three weeks from Falcons training camp, and it's a knocking on the door here as we turn the page uh, post-4th of July here. 404 Tonight, I appreciate Chip calling in. I, I do want to tell you guys and gals as you call in uh, to have a discussion, uh, it would benefit me greatly, especially if you want to talk about a team that isn't you know, the Falcons or the Hawks or Georgia or somebody we talk about all the time, uh, to um, to have a conversation with you. So uh, rather than you just saying, hey, listen, uh, what do you think of this? And then, uh, you know, hanging up and listening. Um, if you have a question for me, odds are I'm going to have a question for you, and, and let's just have a discussion. 404-726-0929 because, um, you know, you could have a little bit of airtime. It's not 15 seconds and off, okay? You could have a little bit of airtime with me. Let's get to your calls at 404-726-0929. We're talking about the NFL. We're talking about Vegas's lines for the NFC for the playoffs. And if you're surprised by where your team falls, I'll go over the list for the benefit of those who are listening in just a minute. Let's get to Alvin. Uh, he's on with John. Hey, Alvin. Hey, how are you? I miss you on the morning show with uh, you and Hugh. I want to first say yeah, that. appreciate also that, Alvin. Too- um, my Miami Hurricanes, I've been a fan for years, and um, when I'm randomly just watching all college football, I just hear all these kids that are star kids at different schools. I'm like, how did Miami let those kids leave South Florida and they're not on the team? It just, I just don't even understand. Even when I'm watching Georgia games, I don't know names right now, but I listen to the game, oh, that kid is out of South Florida. Oh, that kid was out of Dade County. That kid is out of Broward County. I'm like, wow. All that talent, just rich in South Florida, and Miami can't seem to retain those type of players. And I just, honestly, I know you say you want me to get involved with the conversation, but I'm just trying to understand why those kids are not going to Miami University of Miami. All right, I, 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 there's, there's something you can help me with, okay? I'm obviously very familiar with the Miami program and the U over the years. I've watched them for 40 years. Um, when they really first came on the you know, national scene, kind of in the late 70s, before Schnellenberger even, uh, they started right. to have some pretty good teams. Uh, so, um, we were O.J. Anderson teams. Um, so I go pretty far back with you, and I've seen them play in person a number of times, seen them win a national title game over my team, seen them lose a national title game to my team. <laughs> Nebraska-Miami had some really great games. Maybe not the last one at the Rose Bowl so much. That wasn't much fun for me. <laughs> but uh, down at the Orange Bowl, yeah, we had some great ones. Um in Miami, uh, I'm curious, Alvin, um, we all know it's about the coach. And when you have a Jimmy Johnson or a Dennis Erickson or a Howard Schnellenberger, the, the program seems to be pretty good. And then, you know, you had to get, you know, you had the problems. You, you bring in Butch Jones. You try and settle everything down. Uh, Nebraska did the exact same thing with Mike Riley. And they were nice guys, uh, but they weren't going anywhere with the program. And the program stalled. And so uh, I'm curious, uh, do you think you have the right coach again in Mario? Well, I think he's going to be a great recruiter par- far as with, I just got to see what his coaching skills are like and just actually developing players. And I think another problem we have, we never had an opportunity to get a big-time quarterback like the Kosars and the other top quarterbacks, the Testaverdes of the world. We haven't been able to get those ty- that type of quarterback in the program. It all starts with the quarterback. I've been noticing they just been had, they just had great quarterbacks. From, um, you know, they did. You know, you know, that's, but Alvin, Dorsey, is it? And that was it. 
Yeah, yeah. Ken Dorsey was okay. Um, yeah, he was okay. Yeah, that's what he, I'm saying. He yeah. He just was a fundamentally sound um, young man, but we haven't had no superstar right. quarterback in years. Right. No, you know that's a fair point for a school that produced you know Jim Kelly and Vinny Testaverde and Bernie Kosar and. You know, all those great quarterbacks that seem to come one after another, it has been a long time since the U has had a really great quarterback. You know, that's a very, very good point. So it's all right, it's the, it goes to the coach and the coach's ability to get a quarterback of note down in Miami. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I'm not a Miami fan, obviously, uh, but I would say to you that I, I think that my, my sense is, is that, you know, that, that Mario Cristobal might do some pretty good things there, but he's got to get a quarterback. But I think that uh, – Miami will be a, and it's sort of like my team in Nebraska. We both, you know, we were, we were both so big and so powerful for so long that when we hit the skids here, it's kind of hard to, you know, put the brakes on and kind of come back up here. But we both have, you know, in, in my case, brand new coach, and in your case, you know, fairly brand new coach. Uh, so um, I think we'll both have to be in the same boat, uh, Alvin, and that is we have to be hopeful that, that our guy can, uh, the new coach can finally do uh, the right thing here and get our programs back because it's good for college football uh, when Miami is good. It's good for college football when Nebraska is good. It's good for college football when Georgia and Alabama are good. And there was a period of time where Alabama wasn't very good. There was a period of time where Oklahoma in the 1980s, Oklahoma were terrible. John Blake, oh, my God, they were awful. Uh, and so it's not really good when those programs are not good. And uh, and so I I wish the best for Miami. I have to I just Alvin I got to take a wait and see on it. I don't think it's going to be this year. It's going to take him a couple of years. I hope the fans are patient enough. Do you think where the school is located? It's in Car Gables and three blocks over is the yeah. hood. Yeah, I know I know where it is. <laughs> Been on campus. <laughs> I was down there for an Orange Bowl during the Overtown riots in 1982. So yeah, I, I know where it is. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I. If that were the case, USC. Do you know? Have you ever been to the USC in Los Angeles? Before. A, have I, you been I there? It's pretty rough up in there. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! It's in South Central. Oh yeah! It's pretty. Oh yeah! Lord. Oh yeah! Okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and do you know where UCLA is? UCLA is right off Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills. Oh, <laughs> That's where UCLA okay. is. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, okay. Okay. No, okay. I mean, no, I don't. Th- I don't think so. I think the campus is nice. It's fairly safe. You, it's USC and Miami are both in kind of you know rougher neighborhoods. But you know what? So you know, so what? I mean, you get on campus, you don't necessarily notice it. And if that were the case, none of them, would, neither of them, would ever been any good. And Miami was great for thirty years. They were great. So no, I don't think it has anything to do with it. Don't think they need an on-campus stadium. Don't know. I don't think. I think they're fine. And interestingly enough, thank you, Alvin, for the call. USC and Miami, both being in rough uh, areas of town, that are trying to be, uh, you know, gentrified in Miami and Los Angeles. Uh, they share another thing in common. They're both private schools. Miami's a private school, so is USC. They're not public schools. Uh, so there you go. I just a little little nugget here. 404-726-0929. We're talking about your football team, any team, pro or college. We're going to do it the rest of the week here. It will always be open to talk about that because we are talking football with you from now on. Now, Miami's not going to have an impact on the national picture this year. Neither is Nebraska. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping for 7-5. and five. So we could talk about the top of the national picture here because I think there are some teams that can impact it. One of those teams is Notre Dame. After they had the horrible start last year for Marcus Freeman, you might recall they lost a game at home to Marshall. And everybody went, including me, what the hell, dude? 
Urban Meyer's out there. You could get fired by week six. Well, you know, he managed to get it together enough. They won nine in a row. And now Notre Dame's got a new quarterback in Sam Hartman, who was the quarterback at Wake Forest last year. And Sam Hartman is a vast upgrade at that position. And Sam Hartman has a chance to become the best quarterback at Notre Dame in terms of a single season that they've had. It's just like Miami. You know, Alva was talking about no quarterbacks, right? This is uh, Sam Hartman's potentially the first time Notre Dame's had a really good quarterback. You can give me Brady Quinn. In 30 years, okay, I mean, they have not had – they've had really run-of-the-mill quarterbacks there for a long time. Uh, You know, guys that were just, oh, okay, is this guy – oh, no, he's not going to be that good. You know, Ron Paulus, uh, okay. You know, I mean, a lot of guys that came in with high – and just never turned into anything. Well, Hartman's got body of work. Hartman could be a Heisman winner at Notre Dame. The only problem for Notre Dame is – they have a stretch in the middle of their – in like a four-game period where they have to play USC, Ohio State, and Clemson in like a four-game period. Okay. Hey, can they go two and one of that? I don't know. Uh, that's a pretty big tall order. If they do go two and one against USC, Ohio State, and Clemson in some form or fashion, then, yeah, Notre Dame could be an 11-1 team, and, yeah, they might make the playoffs. So that's one team to keep your eye on. The other is going to be week two in Alabama – you know that Texas team had Alabama beat last year. You know that, right, Alabama fan? You know you were losing that game, correct? Yeah, you know. You know you were. And the Quinn Ewers got hurt, and then Hudson Card came in, and he was all hobbled up and had to bandage his right ankle about 65,000 times, and Texas couldn't move the ball, and it was still a game into the dying moments of the game. It, it, I'm not saying Texas is going to win the game in Alabama, but it being week two, and Texas has an advantage in the fact that Quinn Ewers, the quarterback, is – a little bit more experienced, maybe, than uh, the Alabama quarterbacks. I don't know. It's going to be at Bryant-Denny. So. Uh, but if Texas pulls off an upset there, there's not going to be much to stop Texas in the Big 12. I think they're demonstrably better than everybody in the conference this year. TCU lost everybody off that team. Oklahoma's trying to figure it out. I mean, Oklahoma would be okay. Oklahoma State just lost its starting quarterback to Mississippi in a transfer. Its star quarterback is gone. Texas is probably probably has a chance to go 11-1, 12-0. And if they beat Alabama, 12-0 is in play for Texas. So that's a team that nobody's looking at that I'm going, guys, look at a team that can go 12-0. Don't look at the ranking. Where is Texas in the – John, they're 19th. It doesn't matter where they are. Can they go 12-0? That's the question. What are the odds that they will go 12-0? You know, Texas has better odds of going 12-0 probably than Penn State. And Penn State's another team, by the way, that has a – Great offensive line, a really good young quarterback at Drew Aller, two great running backs, and James Franklin's got a team that went out to the Rose Bowl, dispatched to Utah, and brought a lot of guys back. That Penn State team, they could win the Big Ten. They could actually be a surprise team. You could have a shock of a playoff if you had Penn State, Notre Dame, Texas, and Georgia in it, but it wouldn't shock me I'm because I'm telling you now, here in July – that if it turns out to be Penn State, Notre Dame, Texas, and Georgia, I'm going to go try to tell you, these teams have a chance to go 11-1 or 12-0. And they're good enough to do it. 404-726-0929. So we're talking NFL, we're talking college football. Any team, your team, don't tell me, don't, don't tweet me and say, you know, you guys in Atlanta, all you talk about is Georgia. Any team. We just talked about Miami and Georgia Tech. I'll talk about your NFL team, too. I'd love to have a cheesehead. Talk to me about the Packers, somebody who's seen Jordan Love a little bit more than I have. 404-726-0929. John Fricke on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game in the Odyssey app.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. John Fricky for John Chuckery tonight on Sports Radio 92 The Game. The bar is open, the phone lines are cooking, and you can be next at 404-726-0929. We're talking football. Any team, your team, don't ever call me and say, you don't talk about my team there, John. Well, here's your chance. We already just talked about George Tech and Miami in college football. We could talk about your NFL team as well. And, of course, we can always talk about Georgia, and we can always talk about the Falcons, we can always talk about the Hawks and what you think they're doing too, all right? So uh, it is kind of like an open line rest of the week. It is July, after all, and unless news breaks, we've got a chance to talk about football with you and look ahead to the season that is just now only a couple of three weeks away from everybody opening training camp. Uh, again, Vegas likes the Falcons a lot more than some of the national media people do who rank the Falcons uh, right at the bottom of the league. In the latest line out of sports line in Vegas for uh, making the playoffs, uh, there are three locks in the NFC, the 49ers, uh, the Eagles, and the Dallas Cowboys. According to Vegas, those are three lock teams that are going to make the playoffs. Among the next five that say looks likely include the Detroit Lions, the Seattle Seahawks, the Minnesota Vikings, the and the Atlanta Falcons. They say it looks likely. They say it looks likely because it is likely uh, and they're saying that uh, it could happen for the new york giants it could happen for the packers i'm not really sure about that but that's what they say it could happen for the panthers and it could happen for the bears and it will not it is not going to happen according to vegas at all for the la rams the washington commanders the arizona cardinals or the tampa bay buccaneers those four teams rams commanders bucks cardinals uh, might as well just uh might as well just go ahead and tank. Uh, let's go to the phones, 404-726-0929. Any team, uh, pro or college, let's talk about them. Uh, let's bring in our old buddy Mel. Mel, what is shaking? You know what, John? I was going to let you go through all your monologues at 11 o'clock, but you struck a nerve with me. You know, I love the Falcons. Dude, that's my team. I love the Falcons. You know, the book has probably got it right in Vegas about the Falcons. Falcons. Probably gonna not probably they're gonna win the division. But you know, when you, you were talking about uh, 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 some of the college teams, where they um, you were talking about well, US, uh, USC, you were talking about the neighborhood. 
Whose fault is that? And then you would turn around and talk about the, the neighborhood in Miami. Whose fault is that? You know? Well, Alvin, well, well, hang on here. Hang, hang on, Let me say this. Those type of neighborhood, they didn't have to build a, a them two cars there. They could have put it in an all-white neighborhood. You get my gift? Yeah, no, Mel, I, I do. Here, Mel, Alvin said, asked me a question. He asked me, because Miami's in a rough neighborhood, and so is USC. I just was saying it's kind of interesting uh, that he said, does where Miami's located have anything to do with the fact that they're, that they're struggling in athletics? The answer, or on football field, and the answer, of course, is no. It has nothing to do with it. Because look at USC. It has nothing to do with it. That was my point. What happened to Mel? That type of uh, uh, comment. Oh, there he is. You know what I mean? But you know what I mean? You know, there's so much stuff going on in, in you know, in, you know, when it comes to, uh, 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 let me get it right. When it comes to a lot of stuff now, what happened in the Supreme Court, what they did, you know what I mean? It, it, it's awful. People want to come in and talk about the neighborhood. You know, you know, I, I, you know, I, I just don't get a lot of people drift, man. You know what I mean? Cause you know that kind of that, that kind of ticked me off. That kind of ticked me off because that sounds like he prejudiced. Now, I ain't saying oh, you stop, are. Mel! Oh my God, Mel! How long have you known me, Mel? You? But the, uh, 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 yeah, so how I long have you known me, Mel? To whoever uh, uh, asked about the uh, neighborhood. You know, for now, well, the caller, Mel. The caller asked about the neighborhood, Mel. The caller asked about the neighborhood. And it is a standing fact that Miami is in a rougher neighborhood. Yes, a lower socioeconomic neighborhood. That is not a, that, that is not, has nothing to do with your perception of anything. It just happens to be a fact. And he wanted to know if that had anything to do with their, their inability to recruit. And the, the answer is, of course not. They wouldn't have been great for 30 years. Mel, come on, Mel. You're smarter than this. Seriously? That's disappointing to hear from Mel. I know. I'm glad you did. I know you hung up. That's really a, that's the only, that's the first time in all these years that I've been talking to Mel that I'm a little disappointed in Mel. All right. Um, let's go uh, again, 404-726-0929. Let's go to uh, Henry. Uh, he joins us on the com outline. Hey, Henry. Hey, what's going on, Fricky? We just wanted to say that uh, I, I enjoy you. We're, we're, you know, you know, I love your commentary and, and your thought process. So I, I, I like the way, you, you know, that you come on the air and you, you give your delivery. So kudos to you. Um, oh, I appreciate that, also, my friend. What can I do you? What team yeah. you want to talk about? So I want to talk about uh, my Miami Dolphins. So I realize that the AFC is loaded um, and you can start with the champs, but I see Miami as a team that now that we've got our defense a little more shored up and with the offensive weapons that we have, if Tua can stay upright, I can see Miami being a top four team and possibly going at least to maybe divisional round AFC championship game. What do you see? Well, yeah, isn't it all about Tua? I mean, no offense to Mike White, but Henry, uh, you have the weapons. Now, one other just kind of quick update. Uh, I find this, I, I, I kind of half chuckled here, is that there was a headline today that said, the NFL is launching an investigation into the Tyreek Hill incident. I'm like, 
the the one where he kind of slapped the dude's back of his neck. That one. What 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 exactly are you launching? Uh, Tyreek thought so little of it. He offered him two hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, I mean what? I mean what are we talking about here? Okay. Yeah. I think this is a nothing burger. It is a nothing burger. Nothing burger. Okay. So anyway, uh, Tyreek is fine, and Jalen Waddle is you know healthy. And Mostert can run, and that team has got a good offensive line. And if they can keep their quarterback, you know, from getting killed uh, and knocked out, that's the big question here. You know, can they keep their quarterback, you know, upright? Everybody, same question everybody has. Now, if Tua is able to go through the season and play, uh, you know, effectively out throughout the year, uh, Henry, I think you're looking at a team that could absolutely win 11, 12 games. I agree with you. All right. Thank you. I appreciate the perspective. Thank you. Yeah, no, I think the Dolphins have a chance to be a really good team. Matter of fact, if I were predicting the AFC East at the moment, I'm going to make Bills Mafia really mad. I'm, I'm, I'm picking Buffalo to finish third. Sorry, guys. Uh, I, Aaron, you know, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets and Tua and the, the Dolphins. Um, and I, by the way, just so that you understand, it's a close third. Okay, it's not like you know. One win, you know, it's it's sort of like the NFC. Well, all the divisions are really pretty much maybe not the NFC East. Uh, and maybe not the uh, NFC West, but the rest of the divisions in, in, in the NFL are two to three deep, sometimes four. And you're talking like in the NFC South, for example, the winner is at, you know, 10, uh, 10 wins, nine wins, eight wins, and then Tampa wins six, okay? And the 10-9-8 kind of depends on like what happens in that opening game between Carolina and Atlanta. If, if Atlanta wins, then Atlanta's probably the 10 and Carolina's probably the eight. And so it's like, it's really close, Okay. And the same is true in the AFC East, where I think you're looking at 11-10-9 between the top three. And we all know that you have somebody in New England that always has something up his sleeve. But again, I don't think he's going to – I just don't think in that division that the Patriots are going to do much. I could be wrong because Belichick is a great coach, no question. But that Miami Dolphins team is loaded. I think the Jets are loaded. I think the Bills are pretty darn good. And I put no stock into this whole Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, dust-up thing. That's just, nah. I put more stock into Von Miller's health. And it's just a tight division. That's all. It's just a, it's just tough, guys. To repeat, in the NFL, is not an easy thing. Uh, and because it's such a close league, the, the worst team in the league can beat the best team in the league. I, it's, it, when they say any given Sunday, anymore, it used to not really be that way in the 80s and maybe even into the 90s. Nowadays, any given Sunday. Uh, Day-Day. No, not that Day-Day. Another Day-Day. We got an, Day-Day, we got another Day-Day? I know, but I got him. I got him beat, so I'm the original. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, Day-Day, welcome to the show. What's up, man? What's up, man? I'm day day. He got me about one year, man. I'm 48. He's 49. So we got to give him a nod real quick. It's all good, though. Yeah, man. Real quick, man. I had to call you. You just said something that made me wonder if you was up there drinking some Hennessy or something, man. You said you're going to take Justin Fields over Dak Prescott? Yeah, I might. Yeah, I am not a big Dak fan. Oh, man, you can't see that's that Dallas bias, man. People look at Dak and all they see is that blue star on his head. I'll see nothing right, he, else, here's man. my Dallas. Here, here's here, 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 and we'll have a conversation day day. Here's my Dallas bias. Okay, my mom has lived in Dallas for 46 years. She is a huge Cowboys fan, and I love my mom dearly. And um, she is a priest. So if I go against God here, I'm in trouble. You know what I mean? Um, also, I my uh, beautiful you. bride and I. Uh, and my beautiful bride and I, we were married at St. Matthew's on Ross Avenue 
in Dallas. I have strong, strong ties to the city. I have nothing against the Cowboys, uh, and I think they've got a really good defense. I think they've got a pretty good team. I'm wondering if McCarthy's the right guy. Uh, I still continue to wonder that. My only issue with the Dallas Cowboys was and is and always has been their owner. I don't think McCarthy is the right guy. I got no ties to Dallas. I'm from Washington, D.C. I've been a lifelong Cowboy fan. But my thing is, Dak Prescott is the guy that can take us. He can take us where we got to go. He hadn't done it yet. How many more years are you going to give him? How many years did Matt Ryan play before he won one playoff game? But the year he won one, he went to the Super Bowl. Should have won the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, well, you know – no, he, he, he actually had won one before. Then he had taken the team to the NFC Championship game in 2012. He went to the NFC title game against uh, Colin Kaepernick and the 49ers. Uh, so, no, he had won playoff games prior to the Super Bowl run. Um, okay, without the, a um, and I'm wrong on that. Yeah, but but the point is is that, you know, Dak, has, Dak would drive me. If I were a Cowboys fan, I would be beating my head against a wall because Dak is just kind of a, a, an updated version of Tony Romo. I mean, you, you put up okay numbers in here and there, and then, and then you get nothing out of it in the postseason. Nothing. Beat my head up against the wall all the time, bro. I'm just saying, don't take Justin Fields over Dak Prescott. That's all I. That's I'm telling all you, I think not my main thing was. Dede, I'm telling you, Justin Fields can play. He's just on a bad team. Think so too. Justin Fields He's can gonna be pretty play, good, but not dude. better than Dak. I'm, I'm gonna give you a call in about October, man, and we're gonna we're gonna revisit this. Well, wait a second. You know, Again, he's no still on a bad team. Hang on, he's still on a bad. You give me, you put Justin Fields on the Miami Dolphins and get, get rid of Tua. Watch, watch that kid go. There isn't a Dolphins fan out there in the world that wouldn't trade Tua for Justin Fields in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, man, he'd be all right. He'd be all right. A little inaccurate. He's gonna run around a lot, but he ain't gonna he's gonna get to the playoffs and he ain't gonna give you nothing. Well, because he – God, you know why he ran for so many yards last year, Day-Day, is because he ran for his life. <laughs> he dropped back and go, oh, yeah, my that's, God. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. But we're we, we going to see, man. I think you're going to end up being wrong about that in the long run. The story, ain't it ain't over yet, bro. It's, it's still being written. Oh, we're, we're in the final chapters here. There's, there ain't many pages left here, okay? I mean – how many more chances is he going to get? All right. Well, we'll see, Day-Day. I, and, again, I, I'm not slamming on anybody. I'm just saying I, I – and I appreciate it, Day-Day. Thank you for the call. 404-726-0929. See, we could disagree without being disagreeable. We had laughs, and and he thinks that I'm um, in Hennessy up here, which uh, – let's see here. Uh, not in Hennessy. Uh, <laughs> that, that would be – as the uh, folks when I lived in El Paso said, agua uh, frio. Uh, so – no, um, I I just happen to really like just. There are players that I like, okay, and that you may not like, and players that you like that I might not be so hot on. Um, again, I think I, I just mentioned it earlier in the show that I think I've kind of undersold Jared Goff over these years because I always kind of looked at him and said, "Hey, eh, dude, just all he does is win. Goes to Super Bowls, takes teams that have no business winning win. Uh, so maybe I undersell Jared Goff as a." Winner as a kind of Stetson Bennett-like quarterback, though, I mean, he's got talent, don't get me wrong. I just have never viewed him as an elite or upper echelon quarterback in the NFL, and maybe I'm underselling him. Um, but and, and that's possible, by the way. I also think it's entirely probable that the Carolina Panthers have got a guy that is going to give us fits for 15 years. We are going to go so sick of Bryce Young around here, it's going to drive us nuts. So that's why we got to get him in week one. 
when his head is spinning and all that kind of stuff. We got to get him in that first week when he hasn't seen an NFL defense and that speed in a real game. We got to get him because by week 15, he settles in. He's going to be a problem when we go there to Carolina. I, I understand that. Best way to beat Bryce Young is going to be to run the football and keep him on the sidelines. So, um, I think he has a lot of potential. I don't. I'm C.J. Stroud. I'll see. I mean, I, I'm not saying he won't be, but I'm kind of looking to see. Okay, I got to see it. Bryce Young. I'm pretty sure. I see. I was. I was one, not one of these people that thought that there was a choice between the two. I always thought Bryce Young was absolute. No, it's Bryce Young, and, it, and it's not. It's, no offense, C.J. I'm not sure it's close. I think he could be a, a good quarterback. I think Bryce Young has a chance to be a star. Bryce Young is a better version of Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is a damn good quarterback. All right, quick break. Top of the hour, 9 o'clock hour. We're talking football with you. Any team. We can disagree. It's fine. Agreeable. You like Data and I did. All right? Just don't be Mel and call up and not understand what I said. I mean, all, okay, you understand what I said. On uh, Sports Radio 92 and the game in the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 